0: What is up, everybody, and welcome into a, is it Tuesday? What is today? Jesus Christ. It's Wednesday. Right? <laughs> a Wednesday edition of the DSBR Podcast. <laughs> I don't know if
3: I can give an air horn to that. Man. No, that was, a, <laughs> that was terrible.
0: Presented, as always, by DraftKey Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Adam Matas. Today, we have a great show for you guys. We're going to talk about an absolute unit. David Roddy, that's once, Omar, when I see you in the comment wondering how many times we're going to talk about the absolute unit that is David Roddy out of CSU. Could he be a hometown hero for the Denver Nuggets? Can he be our guy? We're going to have Justin Michael on, our, our uh, CSU Rams beat reporter, cover analyst, all of those great things. So we're going to have him on to give his perspective. And of course, we're going to break down the fight of the century. <laughs> Eric Weedem at the abs game last night, drunkenly fighting. Uh, with with fans can't wait to see wow. and uh i've got a squad with me look at this guys do you guys remember dev superstar dev
3: i was yes. gonna say who is this <laughs>
1: he's in the house i feel like a, a special guest um the only thing is i love being at home like i have no socks on oh. <laughs> i have no socks on as well and it feels good to, like, have my feet on the carpet. Don't ask me about my, my pants. I already know what's coming. You know? <laughs> we don't want
3: to know. No, I was going to ask was, if anybody was on not this panel coming. has socks on. I don't have socks on either. Does anyone? Harrison, are you
4: wearing socks? Uh, of course I'm not, man. I got to let oh! the ankles fly. You know, I got to let the ankles breathe a little bit here casual wednesday for us
0: today what do you know Uh, i've also got d-line the giggler actually let me introduce harrison first the man with the
4: wind in his hair Uh, (laughs) um i was at the dodgers game last night i'm out here in uh california doing some uh wedding prep i was behind enemy lines last night holy smokes the dodgers
0: game did you put on dodgers gear be asked no are, are you kidding i didn't know if it was like one of those things you're with the you know the fiance's family and they're no. like hey here's the dodgers hat why don't you just i'm a it? better
4: man than that
0: all right well i'm glad to, <laughs> i'm glad to hear it uh and then the the undisputed heavyweight champion of denver colorado it is eric you guys might know him as d-line co eric oh, hey i don't want
3: trouble here bro i don't want any trouble well listen adam the as a once-wise philosopher, once posited, and I, I subscribe to this, uh, don't start none, won't be nice, my man.
0: It <laughs> was. Uh, so last night, is, it was well-publicized on um, my Twitter account. I was at the, the, the Avs game. I was yes. at the Avs game last night at my first playoff Avs game. I ever, Deb, have you ever been to an Avs game?
1: I have been to an Avs game. They play this game. Every time someone walks by me, they say, like, one, two. And they kept on doing that. And I finally asked, why are they doing the numbers every single time? And they're like, oh, I think they just count the black people that are at the ads game. Oh, cool. That's and I like the number
0: that they were at with you was one or two. Oh, every single time. Every single time. It was a great
1: atmosphere, too. Like, I was so excited to be there. What did you wear? I wore an abs jersey, of course. Wow. So.
0: So Eric, you need to go out already. Just one second? second. I just just give me give is he me one. Gonna second. Blow his nose. Let's make him come back on right as we. He blows his nose. Watch right as he does this. We're gonna go for it. He's gonna blow his nose. I'm gonna oh, he's going off camera. What a chicken! No. So last night I was at the Asgard. It was a great time. My first thing here about it was <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. Actually, I need Eric back because he was uh, he he was a part of this. So. um we're, I had to buy a jersey because I don't have an abs jersey. I never had one. And we go down and this, the line. It's like forever to get a jersey this or that. I'm trying to be quick. We're in between periods or what have you. And they've got the little section where you can pick it out at, at the store, you know. And no no price tag or nothing. And I'm like, this you know, it's going to be an expensive jersey. It's probably to be like $120, bucks, i am sure, or whatever. No price tag. Long ass line. Got to wait for it. Go all the way through. Three hundred dollars for an half jersey. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite committed at that point. Yeah. I didn't know to do it. They're like, "Hey, do you want us to take the tag off so you could wear it?" Which was my intention. And they take the tag off, throw it away, and I'm like, "Well, this is my jersey forever now." So I am now the proud owner of a three hundred dollar uh, authentic Kale
4: McCarr jersey. Uh, really the, caught me off guard.
3: Yeah, the third
4: jersey. It's, but Adam, you look fantastic. Yeah, which uh, which jersey was it? Was it the you got the third? Yeah, the with the Which Colorado is... flag,
0: you know, the the okay, triangle. Okay. It's a gorgeous jersey, if we're being honest here. Um, but it was it was just kind of hilarious. Like that was my first abs game I've been doing a decade. Um, so I'm very, very committed to the part now. I'm a total abs guy. Um was it Kale McCarr that you got? Yeah, yeah. McCarr, he's the one honestly, like I'm not an abs like a huge hockey fan, but Khail McCar, he's the one that stands out to me the most when I watch. I'm like, man, this guy's good, he's fun um it was all good but eric the story everybody wants to know um you i mean it, it was a blues fan right it had to have been like it was after the game it was contentious it was uh, a rowdy blues fan like a young guy just kind of drunk and 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 wanting to fight you right
3: your design suck so what <laughs> happened was what had happened was uh i would i was uh with adam at the avs game um during the Avs game and before the Avs game, Adam were doing, Adam and I were, were uh, what's the word? Oh, drinking heavily. Oh, drinking heavily before the Avs game, during the Avs game, and then we were at the bar in Ball Arena after the Avs game, looking to continue the heavy drinking that we'd already, uh, the path we were already on. So I sidled up to the bar, as you do, in, especially downstairs uh, at the... Ball arena, it's it's crowded. It's the Breckenridge Brewery uh, log cabin that they've fashioned down there. Um, and you know what it's like in a busy bar? You just kind of like look for an an empty uh, a, a spot where you you get in where you fit in situation. So I went to the bar. I'm like, oh, okay, there's like a little spot I like. You know, like, like I put my arm up there to sort of the way up...
0: you're telling the story is making me think that this is not true. I'm not gonna lie. Like I up until 10 seconds ago,
1: fuck? I fully <laughs> just believed you to be the victim of this. Now I'm kind of yeah, like it's... I don't know, man. These these details. Every one think? of my friends that have lost a fight has started their fight. Every single one. I'm so ready for to get to the like the climate. I'm just like okay. Yo, so I'm just,
3: okay. Anyway, so I I'm getting this guy's like, hey man, like back off or something. I was like, what? And he was like, I, apparently I was too close to he and his wife or something. Um uh-huh. in his in his estimation. <laughs> and I was like, uh that's kind of how it works at a bar, my guy. I'm just he's like, uh, I've been to a lot of bars. I'm like, I literally work at a bar. I, what are we talking about here? Like, <laughs> so then I would just like I continued on the path of ordering a drink and he like just kept talking to me. I'm like, dude, what is you what is the story here? And so then he like got in my face and I was and he was just uh, uh, and to answer Adam's question, <laughs> this was an older gentleman that was also an abs fan. <laughs> we had no we reason. Get older, to we're talking. We're talking seventy, maybe sixty. No, 60, no, no,
0: sixty-five. No, no he,
3: he probably, probably early sixties, maybe. Okay, anyway, probably been he like to got a lot of And I was like, "What are you doing?" So I like just got right back in his face, <laughs> and then the next thing I do, he like swung and like threw beer on me, and then I ripped his fucking glasses off his face. <laughs> And then we were in a fracas, <laughs> and then, um, and then it was over. And I just kept laughing. The security came over to me. They were like, "I thought we Is everything okay?" I'm like, "I have no idea what just happened. I literally, I have no fucking clue what just happened." But I couldn't stop laughing because it was the least intimidating experience I've ever been a part of. <laughs> I was so he dumped beer on you. Yes, you tore his, his, glasses, his glasses off. His face. off. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Well, because he came at me, and I was like, "Yeah." I mean, I didn't punch him, but I was just like, yank and then we were like kind of gone. i was like i don't know what's going on right now I, all i want to do is drink heavily like and I then it was know. just over and then yeah everyone came up to me like Are you okay and like you know typically in that situation you would be keyed up and like you know you're like adrenaline pumping but i was like i don't know what the hell just happened i was just laughing the whole time anyway stay away from me in a bar it's bad for you. <laughs> especially if you're wearing glasses it was one
0: of those things where I'm sitting chatting, I think, with Spence, one of our golf guys, and, like, I hear the, like, oh, like, you know, when there's a fight. Like, you hear that, and I look over, oh, I'm like, oh, man. Man, there's a fight. What's going on? And it's Eli. It's like, oh, my God. Here's I sure. thought I had to, like, hop in and help, like, okay, here it goes. Like, we all have to freaking beat some ass Yeah, now. yeah. And, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, Sp- Spencer. Then I the- saw it was a... Very old man.
3: You you can't allow Adam to tell story (laughs) details of your story. This is what I'm learning. Is it the guy gets
0: perspective? I'm saying from my perspective, the guy gets
3: older and more feeble every time, and I become more the aggressor every time Adam tells the story. And I thought it was
0: some kind of like you know, stay away from my wife or quit hitting on my wife. I look over, it's like not to be rude here. It's like a 65 year old woman. I'm like,
4: yeah, yeah. I was not, I was not hitting on on that woman. No, I was, I was not hitting on her. No. And so, then I'm so pissed I wasn't there because whenever I go out, like the number one thing I'm rooting to see is a fight. Like I just, I'm, <laughs> every bar I walk into, I'm like, I really hope there's a huge fight here tonight. Not involving me or anyone I'm with. I just want to witness a fight every single time I go out. Well, like you know, My was... number
1: one goal. This, so, this... To, the, to the bowling alley. Here. And during the day, if you want to fight older people, Oh, my God. So anyway, this this was the first, like,
3: public, like, uh, I don't know, uh, conflict I've ever been in in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> I saved it all tragic. for, as Adam will tell you, a 90-year-old man. <laughs> it was so
0: weird. It was one of those when the security comes over, and they're, like, even trying to figure out, like, is this – do we kick people out? They didn't. Nobody kicked like
3: anybody that. out. But then I went to the other side of the bar, and I was just sitting there, and he was – and I caught his really eye, good. and I went – <laughs> and, then like, like and then he went like this. Too. And then he went like this Yeah, I he was like, did "Do a weird tongue thing, right?" Yeah, yeah, yeah he like, did. that Wait, what? Oh yeah, That's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Man, this is incredible." And then I was like, um, "Let's keep drinking." Oh, also, Adam, you don't know this detail. I might as well tell the literal world at large here. Uh, did throw up pretty aggressively when I got home, like many times.
0: <laughs> 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 Yeah, So whose story are you going to believe? Eric's blackout drunk one or my one here. I was not blackout.
3: No, 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 no. This is not a blackout story. Had I not ejected all of the alcohol that was still in my stomach, this may have been a different story. But I remember every delicious detail.
0: Yeah, it was funny. It was like a small thing, but it was still like hilarious. (laughs) It's it's funny what it's like. Um, Who, Dev, handicap it real quick. Give me your top three most likely to
4: get punched in Serbia on our trip.
1: Uh, Eric? What the hell? Yeah. Eric, yeah, I
4: mean he literally just got in a fight last night. How could he not be number one? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Well who's going first? I would say Eric and then I'm gonna go with vote second, and that's like for sure. And then it yeah. depends who the other person is. I mean it's the five of us plus uh Kale and RG. Oh yeah, then Kale, of course. Actually, <laughs> And then I'm gonna swap is gonna be it's gonna be Kale on top of vote.
0: Kale, I'm bringing you on real quick here. Is it going to be um, Kale
3: being punched by
0: RG?
1: Kale, here's what here's
0: what's going to happen is it's going to be Eric is going to say something really really inappropriate, and yep. th- that somebody's going to go over and be like, that guy over there just said blah blah blah. And they're going to think it's you because they're just going to miss You're going to get punched for Eric's misdeeds. I'm just telling you right now. It's going
3: to this happen. Is I can outrageous.
2: see it happening. I also tend to be the one who always hurts myself when we're out drinking as a, oh, as a yeah. DNBR, yeah, So yeah. It's, it's just likely we that could, it's going
0: to happen. Tell,
4: uh, we could tell that story on the pod one day, too. Yeah, to have <laughs> uh, all right. I just thought I'd bring you in for that. Um,
0: to get back into some basketball stuff here, guys. Um, Why? <laughs> just I mean, we just have to. Um... <laughs> I want to talk the lottery results obviously happened last night. And the only storyline I have, the only big takeaway I have is that the West, they were supposed to have three of the top six picks. They end up with three of the top four. You end up getting Orlando with the number one pick overall uh, for the fourth time, which is kind of funny. Oklahoma city moved up. They got, uh, they moved up and got two. Houston's there. And then Sacramento moves up and gets four. So you get three teams in the West, the three basement dwellers that all now will get top picks. Um, I don't know, Harrison, how do you think this imp- – I mean, I feel like this happens every year where there's, yeah. like, all these lottery teams from the East and then somehow the West always gets the top picks and they keep getting the top talent. I mean, the Luka year, you know, you get Aiden and Luka both going to the Western Conference. How do you feel – do you feel like this makes any impact on the future of the Western Conference?
4: Well, I think it certainly sets up the West for years to come. I mean, you look at Oklahoma City and – I don't know if Oklahoma city is operating under the timeline of like, we never actually want to be good. We just want to keep getting yeah, first just, round just picks and picking picks. top prospects every season and just doing this for as long as possible. Or if they're actually building a super team, which I don't know, they might be like SGA, Josh giddy and whoever they take second overall, that could be at the start of a super team. Uh, Houston as well. They have really intriguing young pieces. Like they could put, Bancaro or Chet Holmgren next to Jalen Green and like, boom, that's that could be a big two for years to come. So I definitely think it's real. And if you look at that and how a team like New Orleans just came from nothing into something and they could have Zion Williamson, like there's definitely a lower tier of the West that's that's rising slowly, I think. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, I definitely think it's something.
0: Dev, are these teams Houston? I mean, Sacramento's interesting because they're trying to win right now. They just haven't done it. But Houston and Oklahoma City in, in particular, are these teams that are going to be good in the next two years now that they both oh. have these top picks?
1: No. Do you remember the movie uh, Source Code by uh, Jake Gillen? Like he's in it, Jake Gyllenhaal? No. Movie. You Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. So there's the movie with him in it where they keep on letting him just redo it over and over because he keeps messing up the mission the entire time. That's how it is with Sacramento. It does not matter yeah, how, yeah. how much they get the top pick. They're just like, hey, you messed up again. We're going to give it to you again. You messed up again. We're going to give it to you again. Same with Oklahoma City. Like They had their small little or run where they were pretty good, but also they keep messing it up. So I don't know if there's a way that they can just get better. Now they just have all these guys because they keep on swinging and missing where there's talented players, but they're not getting better because they're still losing every single time. There's no development. It's just guys who are just going after numbers or just going after, like, being a young team where you don't have, like, veteran leadership. You don't have anyone else, and they're not using them as assets in in any type of, uh, like, trade or anything like that. So I don't think at all is there a way that they're going to be good. They're just going to have talented players, but they've been having that, and it does not mean anything. Yeah
0: the one i look at here and the only one that concerns me and i'll ask you this one harrison but the thunder i don't know what they're doing we've talked about the dort giddy uh shea trio and how maybe you move on from one of those maybe you collect an asset you move on and and get from like dort and you get another piece now you've got the second pick you've got all those future picks as well you even have a second pick in this draft where are they picking again 12 so they have two and 12. I don't, if they wanted to, I think Shea is a superstar now. Like next year, if they wanted to, he could be like an all-star super. You know, on the cusp of superstardom, he could they, win like most improved player. Probably <laughs> he year. could win most improved just because he didn't play enough. Yeah. I guess. But I yeah. think that if they wanted to win now, I honestly think they could. I don't think they will because I do think they're going to do this slow build thing. But part of me wonders like, you've got Dort, you've got two, you've got twelve, and you've got like. 14 future first round draft picks. If you wanted to cash that in and have a contender next year or, or like not, maybe not a contender, but a playoff caliber
4: team next year, they could totally do it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, Will they, I'm with you. Like, no, (laughs) they're they're just not like, it is, it
3: is really like, it is unclear. I mean, maybe that's good. Unclear what their plan is. But but he can pivot. Part of it is, here's the thing that I think it's over, stated
0: and overrated teams that are like constantly trying to do this to trust the process guys the process was nine years ago think about they did this slow build and it ends up not they've never made it out of the second round i do think the smarter thing and maybe what sam Hinky was going to do if he would have given a little bit more time although probably not the smarter thing to do is collect all those assets and cash them in early like now two three years into the process before any of them bloom cash him in and I look at it and I go, we keep talking about the DeAndre Aiton sweepstakes. He might go somewhere. Let's just say again, theoretically Ayton goes there and you got Shea, you've got Giddy and you've got Ayton. and you've got one, all those trade assets that you can be like, Hey, before all these other contracts come due, we can go out and get the next big, you know, player that's available and, and add him to this mix. And now you're talking Shea Ayton, one other star plus Giddy. Like to me, that's what I'm looking at. I don't think it's going to happen. Cause I just, there's been yeah. no buzz of that from Oklahoma city. But I look at it, and I think they could, and honestly, maybe they should.
4: I I think they're the one team you look at out of that group that's picking the top five, and you're like, okay, this this really could be something. Houston, uh, like, I, I just, Jalen Green, he's a nice player. I don't know how he translates to winning yet. Everybody else on that roster, I'm just right. out on. Uh, Orlando, I'll yeah. see it when I believe it.
0: You know it's also the east, like it just doesn't matter like, you don't you don't have to worry about Orlando for a
4: while. Yeah. Uh Sacramento, we know what the story in Sacramento is. Who you, like uh,
3: who do you think uh Orlando will will choose, Harrison?
4: Like who do you think makes the most the the longest, tallest guy probably. Chet, like, Chet Holmgren. <laughs> Jesus man, yeah. it would be yeah. hilarious there. My God. I don't know. That, that's who that front office picks the Orlando front office. Just like the Mo Bombas of the world, the Jonathan Isaacs <laughs> of the world. Like that's who they take. Um, but no, Oklahoma City, for sure. I'm with you. Like they take Chet Holmgren or, um, you know, one of those top guys, pair him with SGA and Giddy. That's something you've you've really got something there, I think. And. I think Sam Presti is a great GM. I think they can develop players there. So, like, you, I, I really think it could be the start of something. they're a sleeping giant for real. Yeah. Um, I guess
0: anybody else have any thoughts about the lottery? I just, it always sucks to me whenever the West ends up moving up. But it could have very easily been Detroit, Indiana, there at the top of this lottery, and it'd have been like, whatever, who cares? I mean,
3: the only thing, the only thing I can think about when I hear about the NBA lottery is just I remember sitting in a cubicle every day for months at a time doing the ESPN mock lottery like trying to see like what the chances are that the Nuggets could get the top pick and just like doing it over and over yeah, yeah. And like all right this is the one that counts this one counts god damn it <laughs> but uh it's so beautiful to not know anything about the NBA lottery i love that i, I don't know anything about the NBA lottery currently like that is the worst place to be when you the most exciting thing you have on the horizon is the potential to maybe move up in the NBA lottery. And then there's no other things you're paying attention to. And the Nuggets, did you see, uh, was this under your post here? Since somebody put it or no, it was under mine. Uh, somebody asked for any statistician that was passing by to maybe weigh in on the probability that over however many years, the Nuggets have been involved in the Draft lottery that they've never moved up one time, and they they estimated it to be something like one in six hundred and fifty thousand (laughs) or six (laughs) hundred and fifty yeah thousand, like like a staggering number.
4: I cannot believe <laughs> as a society we have not moved past the draft. Longer. Oh, I love it. I think this is a bad take. We no, no, we, we get the play. I, I absolutely love the lottery, but it just seems so ridiculous. <laughs> and it is so ridiculous. I do is. love it's it. It's not smart. It's not
0: good. It's not fair, but it's entertaining. So it's here to stay. It it is super is. Entertaining. The one thing that
1: I have to add to it is um, I mean, it's great for sure to be like, in, you know, with the nuggets and not have to deal with that on the second and on the other side, do you now this year like root for teams to kind of mess up? Because Jabari Smith (laughs) is probably going to go, you know, number one, but Shet is also there. You want to get Shet out of the West because he's going to be there for a very long time, right? Like, so wouldn't you like, is this a year that you root for him to go the other way? And then also Ben Carroll, he's going to most likely go to Houston. So like you're bringing in a really good, like players for like the future that are gonna be in the West.
4: Yeah, I, I do feel a little bad for the top two picks though. You either have to go to Orlando or Oklahoma City. Yeah. Rolls- yeah. two choices there. That's yeah. how it
3: works. That you, if you're a number one pick, you're not going to the best team. You go to the worst Well, I'm
4: just talking team. about the city you have to yeah, live the
0: city. in. <laughs> uh we gotta go to break here, then we're gonna bring on uh Jay Mike. We call him yeah. J-Mike. We'll tease it. Everybody's going to think we have uh, J-Michael Green on. But Justin Michael covers CSU Rams. We're going to talk David Roddy on the other side. But first, I have to tell you, I really enjoy that Superstar Dev refers to him as Shet. <laughs> Not Chet.
3: Like, yeah, they really come yeah. really over your, your white guy name pronunciation today, Dev.
1: <laughs> I just don't understand what's happening to you.
3: <laughs> Holmgren
4: is coming in the league. All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Uh, The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs with DraftKings same-game parlays? You can do just that. Right now, all customers can also place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also at LightShade Dispensary right now you can pick up some escape artists uh, escape artist is the highest awarded topical brand in colorado prioritizes quality and consistency their 800 by 800 creams are escape artists highest potency creams available they penetrate for deep muscle tissue discomfort non-greasy non-staining they can take effect in just 10 minutes or less so they're really fast absorbing they can last up to two to three hours as well uh, so, you can find escape artists at Colorado's premier dispensary, Lightshade, with 11 convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. The Barnum location, one block off 6th and Federal, is now open as well. You guys can get 25% off non sale items with the code DNVR. DNVR. Walk into a Lightshade dispensary, walk into any of those 11 locations, tell them the code DNVR. You're going to get 25% off non sale items. You can shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a light shade location near you. All right, Eric, I wrote you
0: a message in the chat. I'm going to pull you out there for a bit as we bring on Justin Michael. You can just kind of hang out in the back. We'll bring you back on in segment three. But we welcome in now Justin Michael from CSU, uh, from DNVR Rams uh, to talk a little David Roddy. Very excited about this. Justin, thanks for joining us, man.
2: Excited to be on. And uh, I'll just, I'll say real quick, I agree with Harrison. Orlando might be the worst city in America. It's certainly my least really? favorite.
0: No it. way. I think that's a crazy one. Like Orlando to me, it's not a good city by any stretch. But like if you're an NBA player, it's comfortable. You're at least going to, you're not going to be yeah. like bothered. The weather's fine. The weather's
2: good. Yeah. Do you like, pay income no- tax in Florida? Oh, no, no state tax. Got
0: that. You've got that's that, the best so. part. That's the best part. You can own, yeah. I think, Orlando Disney Orlando, Disney World. Orlando is also super cheap. This is why, like, a lot of like very rich athletes have homes there. Is because I'm sure if you play for the Orlando Magic and have a good contract, you probably own like a forty-bedroom house with a. That's thousand a good point. Years.
2: My Orlando experiences are like staying in crappy hotels off the freeway across from Disney <laughs> World and hoping that somebody's not like doing drugs next door, or getting stabbed or something. But Disney World's yeah. fun, I guess.
0: I just think it, I think it could be uh I don't know. I, I don't think it would be the worst one. If you did worst NBA cities, that, man, I don't know. The, Milwaukee is probably up there. I just cool. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, City, dude. Oklahoma like, City is definitely. <laughs> come yeah. on. Dude, Oklahoma City for sure. Everything closes at like 930. We can just there. end the debate right there. I mean. You're so right, man. There's like a couple fast food joints, a couple diners, and that's all you got. Um, but I digest. All right. Let's go down to David Roddy, though, here. Um, right off the top, everybody well knows I'm a David Roddy fan, man. I like weird players. I like guys that break molds. Like he does not fit into any box. Like he is a very very unique type player. A la, as we we're seeing, one of the biggest risers of this playoffs, Grant Williams. Roddy has some Grant Williams-esque traits to him, like some things that you're like, "Hey man, this guy might actually be a diamond in the rough here." Justin, give us the quick overview here of who is Dave, of David Roddy and what is like what's his skill set?
2: I mean, he's kind of the Swiss army knife of CSU men's basketball. He plays one through five. I mean, really more times than not, he's going to be kind of on the interior when they're not doing the one in four out, which it just kind of depends if he's the the five or the four and what they're doing there. But I mean, he can do anything last year. What really separated him from kind of previous seasons was he just developed an elite three point shot. Mm. And at that point, you know, Mountain West defenders—they just—they didn't know what to do with him because they tried to come out, and then he would drive on them, or they would, you know, dare him to shoot, and he'd hit six of them, and you know, go for thirty-six yeah. like he did against Creighton. So he's just a, a really unique player. Uh, He—he's a skilled passer. At times, can be a little careless with his passing. I think that's one thing he'll have to refine at the NBA level, just because you know your room for, for error is just so slim there. He's not going to be able to get away with some of the stuff he got away with in the Mountain West, but. Yeah, man, he's a he's a unique athlete, really, really strong and a tremendous teammate. You know, it's not very often that the conference player of the year is like universally beloved, not just for his basketball abilities, but because he's just genuinely a, a really great dude. And, you know, me selfishly, obviously, I'd like him to come back one for CSU's potential, but also just I like being around him like he's fun to cover. He's fun to interact with because he's funny
0: or because he's he's like nice, genuine. Genuine. You know, okay. he's very
2: honest with his assessment of both his play and the team's play. You know, I had him on the Rams pod once a week, and it was great because, you know, sometimes you get athletes on there and they give you, you know, the runaround answers right, or coach right. speak. And, you know, every athlete's going to speak in cliches to an extent, especially when they're ask when they asked questions that kind of lead to inherently cliche answers. But the thing is, is Roddy, you know, if, if he didn't play great or, you know, they they did something wrong or maybe they had a call go their way even – he'd be like, yeah, you know, we got, we got away with that there. And I just, I love that about him. He's a, he's a really down to earth person and and really cool,
0: man. I think this is great. Let's get in first though, to the measurables about him. Cause I think it's the most important thing, Dev and Dev, you hit up us up in the, the chat today. He tested it. Is it the combine that they're doing right now? Is that where he was, he was tested?
1: Yeah. He, he went out to the combine. Um, also what was so shocking about it is like, it looks like he's been working on his body and that was like a big part of it. I mean he's how he's, much? Wait, were there photos? Did I not see this today? Were there photos out? No, not yet, but you know that they're gonna come out. But like his like his body fat is like down, it's like smaller than like you know, Jabari, um, who's a really small guy. Like, but he also like just dropped a few pounds um down and he had to do that to get ready for um. He has more to go.
0: Out. Let me just give you these stats real quick. Six, six in shoes, six eleven and a half and a half wingspan, which is absurd. Like he honestly, somebody put in the chat that he has TJ, PJ Tucker's build. Actually, I looked it up almost exactly same height, same wingspan. And I think it's kind of a good comp like Grant Williams might be the A version of that. We'll see. He still has ways to go, but PJ Tucker, extremely serviceable of that multiplayer. If you can hit that corner three, which PJ Tucker has figured out a way to make this long career going from contender to contender doing very narrow things like he stands in the corner shoots threes he screens he's smart and he guards um but eight foot nine standing reach and then 261 pounds basically so yes there's some improvement there but let's be honest man like what's dev what is his let's say he gets into the 100th percentile of shape for him what is his measurable there
1: what's his weight still around the same thing just because he has to do those type of like the way that that cSU used them and like his strength is gonna be on the post and that's where they use them a lot but also he's he's a six five guy it's not gonna translate at the next level um also like if you just take a look at like he made one of the biggest jumps i think i've ever seen as a shooter he was like a sub 30 right. um shooter like in his first two seasons and then he goes in fuego. Um, from deep. He shoots 46, you know, percent from deep and that's on six attempts a game. Um, But also like, like Justin was saying, the inside out is what made him a lot different. So that like shows that he put in all of the work and he knew that that was going to be what he needed to become like such an unstoppable player. But does it translate to the next level where guys are a lot faster, a lot stronger, um, a lot taller um, than he is? So it's going to be hard no matter what, it's going to be an uphill battle. Harrison, two hundred and
0: sixty. Is that really the way? I mean, for reference here, PJ Tucker, two forty-five. What's his? T- what is David Roddy's ideal weight at the NBA level?
4: I'd say it's probably like ten to fifteen pounds lighter than yep. he is right now. Um, Grant Williams. Uh, you guys laughed me off the show for the Grant Williams comparison last week. i'm I'm glad we're getting around to it. I'll now.
0: be honest, man. the measurables like really surprised me. and I know those I didn't realize these were even out there for some reason. Sometimes you look at a guy and you're just like, okay, I see what his wingspan is. I didn't realize his he had that's an absurd wingspan for a guy that's his height. yeah, well, he's
2: a good shot blocker despite, you know, coming in at six five and a half. you know, he was often, you know, guarding six, ten, six, eleven dudes. and. Yeah. They would go up soft on him, and he would reject it. And you could kind of see on their face, they'd be like, oh, my God, I just got blocked by him. And then they'd go up a lot stronger, and then it would get kind of interesting. But, yeah, I don't don't know. I'd say at 260, he probably, maybe not prime PJ, but he moves better than PJ does even at 245. Like, it's not like he's dumpy out there. He's not quick, I wouldn't say, but he's not slow either. Yeah. Oh,
4: I want to stay with the Grant Williams comp real quick because Grant Williams measured six, seven and a half at the combine in shoes. David Roddy measured at six, six. So he loses one and a half yeah, inches yep. there, but Roddy's got a six, 11 and a half wingspan. Grant Williams wingspan was only six, nine and three quarters. So he picks up two inches there. Roddy does. So it's kind of comparable. Both their frames. Grant Williams was 240 pounds at the combine. So 20 pounds less than Roddy and I think Grant Williams is around that same weight now so I think like 10 to 15 pounds less than than Roddy weighs now should be the goal
0: and I'm with you Justin that he moves like PJ Tucker's old man PJ Tucker didn't come into the league till he was like what 27 or something like that and he's been around for it for a long time so I get the the like the movements and and this or that but I they're still like the NBA these margins are, matter so much I've said this about Jamal Murray that he needed to lose weight Early on in his career, and it was only five pounds, but it made a huge difference. And I think with Roddy, it's the same thing where when I look at him, he does need some of the girth, but he just has that naturally. He's like a wide-bodied guy. He can yeah. he can end up being a like seven percent body fat guy and he'll still look big. Like Carmelo was that way. He he was a little like round faced and this or that, but he actually slimmed down a lot and he still looked fat just because of his body. I think Roddy will be the same, but I don't know, he's still. It's 11 and a half he's, percent body fat, still a he, lot.
4: He's got to gotta find a way to drop some weight but not lose the strength because the strength is like a huge part of his game. You know, mm-hmm. he he is undersized, but the reason he's able to be so effective around the rim and in one-on-one situations, rebounding is is because he's so strong. So he's he's got to find a way to keep the strength, of All course. Right. So, Justin, let's say he's on the Denver Nuggets. What's he
2: doing okay. for him? it's kind of like an Aaron Gordon type role. I would think coming off the bench, but hitting a lot more threes, ideally, I guess would be the hope would, you know, bring a little bit more offensively along the perimeter. I know Gordon can hit them, but I mean, that's the thing about Roddy that we're going to have to see. He was a 19% three point shooter his freshman year. It it went up by 10% his sophomore year. And then it took another leap, you know, basically to 40% this past year. I think he's probably closer to like 35%. Like, I don't know if he can shoot 40% for three, especially going against bigger defenders. Like, you know, is he going to be able to get a shot off as well? And then his ball handling goes into that as well. But with, with Denver specifically, I think he would kind of have to prove that he could either be like a guy that handles, you know, people along the wing, despite not being the biggest guy in the world, or like Deb brought up, just kind of banging in the post and, and, stretching the floor a little bit with some three-point shooting and getting rebounds. You know, he's going to have to be able to go up against guys that have five, six inches on him unless he ends up being like a two guard. But I I just don't really see that based on what I've seen the last couple of years.
0: What about this though? Because the thing I like about him is that he can do a lot of different things. I mean, it, it's weird. There's the, 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 the bad side is you're a tweener. The good side is you're like versatile and can do a lot. I think, I mean, we'll TBD on which one he is, but like he would be able to, handle the ball on a straight line drive i think he'd be able to i think i could see him developing into a player that yoke turns the corner from the right side to the left side and he wants to go to a handoff he sees david roddy over there i feel like that's fine keep the offense rolling he can hand it off and he's not going to be dynamic that that's your go-to but i think it is a guy that can in the flow of an offense keep it moving then you mentioned the three-point shot you mentioned rebounding um on the offense like to me on the offense i actually think he might I don't know if that he's going to be that as a rookie, but I think he would grow into a Jokic ball player, continuity type player.
1: Yeah, when you talk about, like, what he brings to, like, if you put him on the Nuggets, I think he, like, fills that role a lot yeah, more. What
0: happened than- here with his mic? It just, like, went the loudest
1: possible. <laughs> can you hear you me know? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I said, so if you put him on, like, the Nuggets and you, like, ask those questions of what he can be, I think you put him right exactly into the Jamichael Green role where he's able to shoot the ball, like, freely – but also right. with that second unit, and just like he's a willing defender. Um, although I do think that there's those limitations because he is going to be undersized a lot of the times. But you could also put him in like at three guard, like at the three, and have him defend those guys like a little bit more, while also banging inside because they are going to try to attack him down low. But just have a, a, a guy that you can, you know, bring off of those like pick and pops and, and shoot the three ball as well as set like hard screens and things like that. And he's also just a lot um, younger. Um, in that regard. So if I had to look at it, I would say that Jermichael green rule.
0: It's interesting, man. There's even the outside, when we talk about Grant Williams, the guy that was a second round pick because of all of these same reasons as Draymond Green, that's the A version of this mold, right? A guy that like does everything right, really high IQ, but you just say, oh, it's damning. He doesn't have the measurables or this or that. Like that would be Draymond Green's the best possible. I'm not saying he's going to be that, but there is part of me that you talk about it, Justin, the thing about him is the combination of strength and mobility. And then on top of that, he does the right thing. I don't think his IQ is what Draymond's was even in, at the college level. I think it's it's the, uh, on the scale of that, but Draymond's like the best at it. But that would be the hope. If you draft a guy like that and you want, what's the 100th percentile outcome? It's that he becomes the smartest player on the court, defensively in particular, and he just is so mobile at that weight that he's moving. He's, he's your recovery guy. He's the first one to recover and rotate over and gets his hands in the passing lane and Then. Hedges and just plays that hard on defense, and honestly, I could see it. I actually, I'm actually very intrigued by David Roddy.
2: The instincts are definitely there, and he's a willing defender. I think that's the most important component. I wouldn't. I mean, Draymond is obviously one of the best defenders in the NBA, like maybe one of the best defenders ever. But Draymond or uh, David, he he's in it. He's into it. There are times where he, you can kind of see he's out of position. And he gets bullied by some bigger guys, but he's just such a hard worker. Like, I mean, yeah. if you get him in the right role and you match him with the right players, like he's going to just, if, if you just really want him to do this, you know, lock in on, you know, defending this part of the court and, you know, shutting this guy down, he'd be up for it. Like, I just, it, I have a hard time seeing him fail. And to be honest, like mm-hmm. that might be me too close to the situation. You know, like I said, I really like the guy as a person, not just a basketball player. So I'm obviously rooting for him to succeed, but, I mean, I'd want him on my roster, especially as a contender, like where if you, you know, you get him late in the first round or early in the second round, which is kind of, it seems like that's where his, his stock seems to be trending. It'd be interesting. I'm curious to like Dev, especially how high do you think David could go in this draft?
1: I don't think he like touches the first round at all. I think that it's like, Um, Like a low second round, but also I think that that's like the great thing about maybe him coming back for like one more year, just to prove it because I think that when you talk about Roddy, you talk about can he defend, you know, the bigger guys, or can he step out and defend guards a lot so maybe he needs to just, um, you know, bolster that side of I can step out and guard, um, guards. So like, maybe you just do game film on just him defending guards, or also I can show for another year that I'm able to shoot at a high rate, uh, higher than 40%. um mean, things like that. So I think that he should have one more year just to prove it. um But also like to just answer those questions that so many people are going to have, like, this is going to be good for him to go through the combine and to work out for those teams and see like what differences he has and, and how it looks like in the mountain West, Um, while they're like really talented, it's not the same that they're seeing from the other guys like across the country. And he got to prove it, you know, in that Michigan game and really didn't. So it makes it really hard um, for him. things going against it. So now it's about proving it. So I think that this is a big year for that.
0: I think this is the hard part about it, Justin, to be honest, is that I think he is probably like, when you just talk about fair value in terms of risk reward, 21 is a little high. Like you, I think you want a more likely, He's going to give us something type player there, or you want a higher upside play at 21 where you're like, Hey, I don't know, but he could hit. Um, he does feel to me a little bit more like a 33rd pick, you know, like an early first, second round type guy. And it makes me wonder, look, Denver, maybe they are interested in that 21. Maybe there's a team out there that'll trade for 33 and next year's pick. That's going to end up being somewhere in the twenties and Denver just rolls it into next year while still getting their guy. If they view, who they should take for value at 21 versus what they would get in David Roddy, they might look at that and go, Hey, for us, this is a lateral move. Um, And then, and then you roll it to me, that's the most likely outcome for Roddy land, winding up with the nuggets is if there's some kind of draft day trade where Denver moves back
2: Yeah, 21 feels a little bit high. That's kind of what Harrison and I went into when he came on the Rams pod last week is just, you know, when you look at the way it's going, it was kind of like when, you know people were talking about Trey McBride I was like yeah it'd be it'd be cool if Cincinnati you know took him with the 32nd pick but probably wasn't going to happen like it'd be it'd be really neat but it, it didn't end up happening he ended up in a good situation i'm going to be interested to like see what nba teams think of him and just kind of what kind of feedback he gets and i think the big dilemma is can he improve his stock enough because you know at 21 he's still pretty young he goes back to school another year, you know, you're a year older. And then all of a sudden, if you're kind of at the same position, the teams that might've been willing to take a risk on you at 21, maybe 22 is too old for them. Now. I don't, I don't know. I was going to say, I actually, there are a lot of things you got to consider there.
0: He's the type of guy that I don't think his draft
4: stock goes up. I I just, just, how could it go up? I mean, he's not going to shoot better than 44% from three next season, most likely. And that's like the one thing I think teams would want to see. But to Justin's point, even if he does play better, maybe it's not the shooting splits,
0: but maybe he does another year where he shoots forty, but he's more dominant, more this or that. It's canceled out by the fact that he's a year older and teams just get yeah. weird about that. Like they just are like 21, we can't take that guy. He's old. Like so I just I don't know if that's the case. I know there's always the if you're a second rounder, maybe you just want to go back to school. But to me, I look at it next year's class has some big names in it. I don't know. They're, To me, it would make sense for him if his aspirations are primarily or exclusively NBA. For me, it would be to come out this year and hope you get the right situation that's going to let you stand, which I think he can do. Um, All right, Justin, we're going to have you on again later on. Everybody can find out more. Like he said, he did shows with David Roddy all throughout the year, all throughout the season, um, and he's got great coverage on CSU Reps. We're going to have you on again probably in the next week or two because we'll continue to do some stuff with David Roddy
2: oh yeah i love it man thanks for having me on this was a lot of fun you bet
0: let's take a break on the other side we'll bring back d-line a csu alum and david robbie super fan to get his insight on on what are we calling him the body david the body
4: roddy (laughs) david the body roddy all right guys make sure to pick up some breckenridge brew uh the official beer of dnvr that's breckenridge brewery uh make sure to pick up some for the abs playoff run and make sure wherever you are, even if you're not in Colorado, you can go on their website and check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator. It will tell you where to get Breck Brew closest to you. If you're in the area, stop into the DNVR bar. We got Breck Brew on tap. We got Breck Brew Seltzers as well. Since it's the NBA playoffs, make sure you're still drinking the Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew. It's in that Nuggets blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. You can't miss it. So make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge. Brewery. Also, let's throw out a DraftKings pick of the week. Oh, Oh, I can't wait to hear
0: what you're picking tonight. I can't wait. Oh, he always does this on the cuff. I can't wait. Let's hear it. Oh, man. Mavs Warriors game one tonight, guys. Yes, that's the one. one. That's what you were going to pick. What are we feeling tonight?
4: What are we feeling tonight? I'm feeling... The maps. I can't believe the uh, off-the-cuffness of this. Okay, They're you're feeling Mavs. No, nope. I'm feeling the Mavs. I'm feeling the Mavs. That's gonna be my DraftKings pick of the week. Um, plus five and a half. Mavs plus five and a half. You're not taking the money
0: line. You're just taking the the plus five and a half. I, I feel like if you're gonna take this, you might as well take the Mavs.
4: Right,
0: take what, the what are you line. thinking, Dev? What do you you mute yourself?
1: I feel like they're just going to try to the Warriors, as always, is just going to try to prove a point and they're going to do everything they can to try to slow down Luka, even if it's just the one game, like just to try to set the tone. Like, I do think Luka's going to have so much success in this series and go off, but I don't think in game one. So I would go with the Warriors actually for game one.
4: Damn, that sounds about right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um all right we welcome back in for this final segment. oh quick reminder for anybody that was going to participate in this weekend's golf tournament it has i mean i think everybody's been notified through email and through all the channels it's been postponed because despite 20 straight days of sunshine and 80 degree weather somehow we are having the biggest snowstorm in colorado history on friday that's what the forecast is calling for at the moment so um somehow we picked the one day of the last month that had bad weather for our golf tournaments we're rolling it into next weekend it'll be memorial day weekend next friday um, so maybe if you missed out last weekend, but can do next weekend, come join us. It'll be a lot of fun. um All right, Eric, you heard Justin Michael. Yes. You heard Adam Matez discussing yes. David Roddy. Um, you went to see CSU, right? I did go to CSU. Well, I, thank you for noticing. Yeah. So you couldn't get into CU, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: the the, the stringent uh, academic requirements to get into CU were too rich for my blood. I wanted boy. to make
0: fun of you. I feel gross for like. I'm not a CU guy, so I don't know. How no, it I know. know, and
3: and just <laughs> just so it's clear, the exact same uh, like standards to get in. <laughs> that's know. not true. That's it not true. Actually, it absolutely <laughs> is true. No, it's it not. I mean, it's, true. It, it, The facts are, it's not. It's it, that's not. The, those are not. You the guys facts. Okay.
0: something great. We represent all the great schools of Colorado minus the Air Force Academy. Here, we got UNC, CU, CSU, and CC. All the powerhouses. Oh, oh, oh. Me we oh, still my. love
4: the Air Force Academy though. Don't get that twisted. We and, still love
0: and, MDU. And I guess we have to give it shouts to our national champion right. hockey, whatever. All right, Eric, um, David Roddy. I mean, be I want you to be honestly objective here. I know you could do sure. the bit here, but I, honest, honest take. You love your beloved Nuggets. You love David Roddy. Is that a match made in heaven? Where does he fit into this? this it girl? is.
3: I mean, you know, watching David Roddy all season, he was he's incredible around the rim. He has a really quick jump he has like he's got a little zion in him that way he's just uh in that he could just muscle guys away from uh the basket and finish really well granted that's when he's playing guys that are in the mountain west i don't think he'll be able to pull any of that in the nba um, but his shooting is way better than you would expect it to be um so i don't know i mean i you know i listen to what you guys are saying I, I i tend to agree i mean he's super interesting i In that michigan game at the end of the year like he you saw what it looked like his limitations were when he has to be go up against actually like big 10 big centers and actually play the center position against big guys like he's completely ineffective at that point um so he was completely out of position and he didn't show well um so but i the the man is really skilled I, I, i i like i would not trade up to take david roddy but well, you are not, you're not gonna
0: have to trade up at 21 i just mean
3: i just mean like i you know like and even at the at 21 i agree it, it seems too high to draft him but i he's definitely interesting he's just i've never seen a basketball player like him before like i've and that's the difficulty is that he's just such a unique guy that you don't quite know how it how his skill set will translate to the nba but he's super interesting for sure I would love yeah. the hometown, the hometown aspect oh, of it. It'd be amazing. I mean, he's from Minnesota, but I'm
0: just saying he has a Colorado State connection, and I just, it would be too cool. Especially, he's also a DNVR guy. He's one of the guys that we, you know, supported through the name, image, likeness thing. Yeah, he was really our, here. he
3: was our second NIL, or maybe third. Anyway, one of our very, the one of the very first
4: guys that we targeted, uh, which is so did. cool. Yeah, yeah so cool. Here, here, here's my take on Roddy. Like, I love unique players coming from the Nikola jokic school of basketball like if if there's a super unique player i'm i'm usually gonna be all about that guy and that's what roddy is he's one of the more unique players in the country um my concerns definitely line up with what d-line said like how is a guy at six foot five who's not a great athlete gonna look he's a good athlete though i don't i don't i i don't think he is i don't think he's a good athlete like, I
0: don't know. Like he's not a traditional athlete. again athlete when we talk about like jumps high, you know, gazelle like, but he is like mobile and agile and like his body he, controls good.
4: Right. But you saw in the NCAA tournament against Michigan yeah. where his limitations athletically yeah, can yeah. can hurt him. Um, so th- that, that's my concern. Like how does he look against NBA length and athleticism? Can he still get the same shots that he got in college? I I don't know. Um, I, don't I think, think the combine
0: the is. I don't think he's a creator. I mean, like PJ Tucker doesn't get by anyone. You know what I mean? Like is PJ is he more or less athletic than PJ Tucker? Probably about the same.
1: Well, the thing is, PJ Tucker is like just sitting in the corner and waiting for. Yeah, yeah. and 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 th- yeah. So just and that's to- the so other what-
4: thing. For- I. Yeah, yeah, I think for his shot, like he has to become a knockdown corner shooter. I don't know if I trust his three-pointer, like, more than that.
1: Yeah, and, and, I mean, like, a lot of his work is around the rim. Like, that's where everything happened for him. He, like, he finished, like, 66% around the rim last year um, with the soft touch, and he's, like, efficient, um, and he's able to knock down the three ball. But we only seen it for one position, like, I mean, for one season. Um, And he, like, you know, Harrison just talked about that Jokic, like, school of just being so unique and, like, Urati doesn't, you know, fit into any type of mold. But when you just look at the numbers, like last year, he got, you know, four and a half post-up touches a game. And if you, like, put that in comparison, Jokic and Bede and, like, Nurkic is the only ones that get that type of um, touches a game. He's not doing that at the next level as a block score. So, like, it's a lot different than what you see all the time. Like, he has exceptional footwork, but how is that translating? I think that's what makes it so Difficult. Yeah
3: the, the 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 main thing about David Roddy is that the game he played in college will not translate in any way to the NBA. So we just don't know. He has skills and he has things that should by all means right. translate, but we, we've just never seen it because I mean, there's, yeah. no, there's no universe you would put him as your center. In the do you think, though, part of this, Eric, is that Yoke is
0: so unique that sometimes players that have other unique skill sets that you're like, you can't do that. Maybe you can with Yoke, because Yoke does the stuff that you would totally. traditionally expect the power forward to do, for example.
3: Yeah, I mean, I liked uh, what Justin said about him being sort of like a little bit in the mold of an Aaron Gordon, but just can shoot a lot better right. from the third. Like he's just, he's a big body. He's not slow. I mean, he, I, he is athletic. Like he, he absolutely is athletic. He dunks
0: it like pretty hard sometimes where you're kind of yeah. like, and it, it, this kinda kinda like, wow, is a quarterback.
3: That a like this is, this is just a, like, oh, this is right. a all state quarterback. Yes. This is just a skilled individual. Like he's able, he has that mastery over a ball the way that like Jokic does, like he's able <laughs> right. to put it sort of where it needs to go. Yeah, we, we also at, haven't oh, – go, go ahead. When then. you look
1: at last year, like what the Nuggets are missing the most, what is it that Roddy brings that like would that you need on the Nuggets roster?
0: I IQ, think. like the, the willingness to be within himself. I know that those and, things and are more abstract. Yeah, but okay, yes. But, but when Dev's talking about it, usually like a Herb Jones, it's like he's a defender. We know like, okay, that's his elite skill. But I do think there's something to Roddy. I don't know if he's good enough to
4: do it, but I feel pretty confident that he would – play the right way yes absolutely absolutely and and also the other thing about roddy like i think one of his best attributes we haven't talked about it at all is his motor like the yeah. guy plays really hard every single time he's out there he beats guys to 50 yes. 50 balls he gets you know those contested rebounds right. Yep, playing hard I think is kind of a skill that is undervalued now and in, in the NBA. It. And Denver needs it. Like I, I think that's just like when you look at his skill set, you're listing everything. That's near the top. His motor. It's it, it's point. an A plus motor.
0: Yeah. I think one thing that happens far too often, like well, first of all, come I'm, I'm gonna speak out of both sides of my mouth for a second. I do think that if you look at one of the damning flaws, being that he's like been heavy or whatever, to me that's one of the easiest flaws to fix. It's like okay, you get into an NBA program, you get a nutritionist, the team gets you on a plan. They're, they're like, I just think he will be in the greatest shape of his life by September of this year because he's going to get with a team and be there all summer, and he's just going to be working out like he never has before. So that part I just think is, is one thing you can't fix. But one thing I think we do all the time is we talk about players like a Marquis Chris, and we say, oh if he just gets some basketball skills, he's going to be incredible. Like as if that's possible, <laughs> right. as if it's just a thing. That's like, man, he's got the perfect body, all the athletic gifts. He just yeah. learns how to dribble past shoot. And you know, it was like, <laughs> well, hold on. What? And then you get guys that can dribble past shoot this or that. And you're like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's like, no, that's actually the part that you can't teach. Th- those are that like guys that know how to do that or have gotten themselves to that point have proven an important part. The question's about, his physical traits or this or that are real but i just think that we can over discount a player for those things when actually they're really good at basketball skills
4: yeah at, at your core you have to be able to play the game and that that's what roddy does he he understands the game really well he's he's dare i say at a hooper like he, yeah. he is a hooper <laughs> he, he just knows how to play the game you throw him into any type of environment and he should look good that's why i'm so um I'm so interested in seeing how he does at the combine because he's right, going to be playing too. in these combine scrimmages. I think and if you look right back now. to, yeah. And if you look back to last year, Bones Highland played in a combine game that the nuggets were at and popped. He looked really, really good. And I think Denver would really be attracted to somebody who goes in and just looks really good in uh, a setting that that's like the NBA combine where it's just 10 guys who have never really practiced together, just get thrown out there. And if, if he pops, I think that the Nuggets would be impressed with that.
1: So will it have to be on the defensive end for him? Because, like, well, how is he going to pop in a game with all these other really talented athletic guys when he's a hooper that's, you know, going to have to set hard screens, going to have to be a robot type of player? I think that, like, I don't know what the ceiling is for him because it's all intangible things that anyone can do.
4: Yeah, yeah, he'll. Yeah. I mean, he'll have to stand out in the ways that 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 he can. And like if if he goes out there and just makes the right play every time he goes out there and doesn't make mistakes, doesn't turn the ball over, plays within the offense. The Nuggets would look at that and be like, OK, like that guy could be in our system. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting,
0: man. Like, There's a real part of me, we'll see what happens, but there's a real part of me that would love for this outcome, especially if it involves Denver trading down and picking up an asset next year, just because part of me worries about Denver not having picks going forward. And if you have a guy at 21 that you just love, obviously we're going to take that. This is early. We're going to keep getting into prospects, but I would not mind an outcome where you take a David Roddy and, and look elsewhere for building your team this year while retaining and picking up a new pick for next year. Even if that pick goes from 21 this year to 25 next year, to me, those are like equal picks. It doesn't, you know, yeah. it's, it, it's fine. So if you can somehow pick, pull that off, you get a new asset in the war chest to be able to work with. And then David Roddy, to me, is just so intriguing. And you talk about the hustle, Harrison. If you watch P.J. Tucker play, it's not necessarily the defense or the corner three-point shooting that stick out. It's, to your point, he wins 350-50 balls per game. Just three of them. And then another like 70, 30 games that he never or plays that he never screws up on. And you watch them now in a, a conference finals doing that stuff where it's like, man, how did he get that steal or how do you get that rebound? Um, and David Roddy really could be that guy. So I like it. Real quick, there's a couple guys. Have you seen some of these guys that they've been uh, this this ample scramble word games, Deb? Because I know somebody said you should check them out. I feel like, Deb, you know everybody in, in, uh, in the state. Do you know Gage Prim from Missouri State?
1: Absolutely. Uh, he has a brother named Dane Prim, who's really, really good um, and probably will play D1. He just had to do his like qualifier years. But yeah, Gage, um, he played for my high school coach at Grandview uh, a couple years back. Um, he's good. Like he's super good. Uh, is he is he trying to go? He's not going to play in the NBA, though. I will tell you that.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there you go. I just thought I would humor. And then what do we have
1: here? Uh, Lottie. Oh, Lottie went insane last year. He went down to a, um, a community, maybe a community college, maybe Juco. But he put up like 50 like points a game, like like a couple of games in a row where he went on like a random, like long stint, just going insane. In high school, he was a really good player, came out at the same time as Kobe Ross, so he was a little bit under him. They started out with him over Kobe Ross, but that also tells you he's under Kobe Ross and Kobe Ross is not in the NBA. But he's really good, and he is going to be a professional at the next level.
0: Um, Awesome. And then we I know we have a super chat there, Kale. What do we have? Uh, Jose says, enjoyed the game snake draft. How do you guys watch old games like the Bubble Series? The snake draft from yesterday was a lot of fun. Um, Old games is tough, man. I mean, I use something called Synergy. So I have like access, special access to something outside of that. I don't really have advice for people like the, how the average person can watch them. So
4: Dude, just, it's a just bummer go on YouTube. If you type in like nuggets, jazz game six on YouTube, it's going to be like a 15 minute highlight. It's, it's going to be all you need to see anyway.
0: I don't know. I sometimes, I like those for like highlights, but I do feel like some games when I watch, I'm like, and I go back and watch those. I'm like, Oh man, you cut out that great play for some reason. Like they'll, they'll miss a you play. You cut that out really- that
4: great screen by paul Millsap. well
0: that's what i mean. like Jokic will draw an important foul on an awesome play and get free throws and they won't show that you will be like oh man i wish they would have showed that crazy pass that ended, resulted in a foul so to some of it and then last thing i always see here razor burn says i received some DNVR mercy the other day and absolutely delighted d line ace the designs you know i hate giving praise to d line or allowing anyone else to on the show but i'll allow this one in large part because razor burn you are an absolute homie first team we see you always in the chat always spreading some love for DNVR. We love and appreciate you, man. First team, for sure. Uh, anything before we get out of here, fellas?
3: Uh, just one thing. Uh, I did look. Um, it is actually more difficult to get into CSU than it is CU. Uh, it is 84 <laughs> to 85%. And the high, the uh, GPA of the average student coming into CSU higher than in CU. So
4: that's the last thing.
3: Can you? Can you I'm going to you
4: need up? your uh, sources on that. I use
3: something called Google.
0: Can you compare CC there real quick? Just kind of no,
3: take nope. a quick look. And see what it there. I didn't, I'm just I, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. I literally no. don't know what that is.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll just have to leave it again. <laughs> you guys can go. No, I'm just kidding. All right, everybody. Hit that like button on the way out. We'll be back again tomorrow.
3: See you then. Let's go.